Welcome to this little special episode of the Fluent Show, a bonus from a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. You know it. Hello. As always, my name is Kirsten Cable and I'm here to talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of... Dun, 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 dun. podcasting <laughs> in this episode i am talking to you about podcasting when you are not doing it in english and let's be precise it's not really going to be me talking to you it's me talking to three podcasters who i found who came along to gave us their views and their experiences of podcasting in a language that is not English. I have got Karin from Sweden. I have got Vero, who is from Venezuela and lives in the USA. And I have got Akanksha, who is from India. So these three have got really inspiring, wonderful stories. If you're a lover of podcasts, if you're a lover of languages, and if you're just curious about what the world can give us, and you want some tips on learning languages using podcasts, this is the episode for you. This little bonus is being released during the Fluent Show hiatus that we're taking between episode 200 and the rest of 2020, to be precise. And I'm releasing it two weeks early for all of the Fluent Show patrons. So if you are interested in getting wonderful bonus content and early access and other marvelous little things like that and you just want to support the fluent show keep us going and help us reach our goals and make the show better then please consider supporting the show any amount is welcome at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash fluent show or you could just search on the internet patreon fluent show you will find us you will find me there's a video on that page if you see a video of me talking into my microphone, like I am doing right now, <laughs> you're in the right place. That's all I wanted to share with you for this announcement. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get cracking on the bonus episode about international podcasters. Enjoy! Okay, here we are with my international podcasters panel. I have got three women from three very different parts of the world and each of them records and broadcasts her podcast in a language that isn't English, which is just so, so interesting. My three guests for today are Karin Heimdahl, who is a drama teacher, voice actor and podcaster from Sweden and produces and hosts a pop culture podcast called Detnia Svata. I hope I said that right, in Swedish. My second guest is Vero Wall, Wall, who is the host of Modern Immigrant. And Vero is originally from Caracas in Venezuela and was fascinated growing up with her own father's journey as he shared his stories about his immigration. And today her experience with immigration continues as she explores life in the USA. My third guest is Akanksha Saxena, who is an India-based audio video artist, radio jockey, video presenter, influencer and voice artist and single mother of a nine-year-old girl that she is currently unschooling. These are my three <laughs> guests. I'm so excited to have all of you here. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. 
This is awesome. Yes. So let's kick off with a brief introduction of your podcast in your own words. Uh, starting off with Karin, what is Dednia Svata about? <laughs> You're doing a really good job uh, pronouncing it there. Uh, it's Dednia Svata, which means the new black, uh, which in Swedish uh, basically only has the fashion connotations. So not the not any other connotations, just the, uh, the sort of fashion idea. But it's not a fashion podcast, it's a pop culture podcast. So it's about pop culture uh, and uh, culture in general and literature. Uh, so we pick and choose, it's me and my two co-hosts, and we pick and choose a topic uh, every single week. Uh, so we watch a TV show or we watch a movie or we talk about Duolingo or we read a classic novel, stuff like that. Uh, and we wow yeah. from Duolingo to classic oh, novels. Oh yes, from... everything. <laughs> and we've been going. So it's about whatever is hot in the moment. Well, yes, whatever is the new black, you know, uh, in our minds. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> amazing. Vera, what about you? Yeah, so as you said, um, my podcast is called Modern Immigrant, and it's just a collection of immigration stories. I think that. I felt the need to speak up about immigration and I share stories from around the world, not only the USA, although that's my experience is um, here. Uh, and I do it in English and I do it in Spanish as well. And I know we're going to talk a lot about that in just a little bit. Mm, in English and in Spanish. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> do you do both in one episode? No, so I switch every week. So I have a guest in each episode. I do it with, it's usually me and the other person. So depending on the language they want to speak, I would do that episode in that one language. And then the following week will be a different one on a, the, the different language. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. And Akanksha, I don't even know which language your podcast is really in because you're from India, which means it could be any of over a hundred languages, right? Absolutely. India is a multilingual country. It has got so many languages and so many dialects. So uh, my podcast is a mix of English and Hindi. Hindi is my mother tongue. In generally, in English, what you say is your primary language. In India, we say it as our mother tongue. Mm -hmm. So when I was about to start my podcast, which currently is named as a better version with me, I was very sure that uh, I am going to do it in my own language because, uh, you know, it is very easy to express yourself in your mother tongue or in your primary language, which is Hindi. But currently in India, the scenario is that nobody speaks uh purely one language there is always you know use of terms and bits and pieces of english um because english is very widely used language so uh, my podcast is a mix of hindi primarily and english what was your second question what is a better word better version with me what's it about ah okay so better version is i'm reading out the better version chapters from my life I was somebody who got married at 22, which is in India now also, is a very, very young age to get married. Then it happened that my marriage didn't work out. I had a child and I was working all the time throughout the time for people. I was this celebrity radio jockey, TV presenter, but inside there was a turmoil going on. And finally, when I quit, uh, when I stepped out of my marriage, I realized that uh, 
I really need to rediscover myself and I need to create a better version of me. So, uh, so there, my first season of my podcast is all about my dating experiences because I felt that was a huge part of my life where I could date men, I can go out, have experiences. I never had that. So that happened post uh, 31, post 31, 32, which in India is kind of a reverse uh, scenario. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my podcast is majorly about that, the first season. That's amazing. So we've got podcasts here. And I love that we're we're already showing the kind of breadth of podcast topics. Like a podcast can be about anything from immigration, which, you know, sometimes very serious and very deep-seated emotional experiences, all the way to the Nia Svarta, which I still can't say. Do <laughs> 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 you know, to what's hot in the moment mm. and in the middle, you know, with this um your life experiences. I love it so much. Uh, Karin, let me ask you first, I would love to know a little bit more about the podcasting scene in Sweden. What's it like? Are there lots of shows? Are mm. podcasts popular? Yeah, uh, very popular. Uh, there are loads of podcasts in Sweden and there are loads of podcast listeners. I actually, uh, since I, I sort of half prepared for this question, I looked it up and I found this one uh, place that said that They'd, they'd done this survey, uh, international survey, and Sweden in podcast listening was at number four uh, with the same percentage as the US and well ahead of the UK. And uh, in top, of course, is South, South Korea, which uh, I'm, I'm sure no one is surprised about. Um, but Sweden, we have loads of podcasts. Very popular categories are true crime and celebrity podcasts. I think those are the the two the two big ones. Uh, there are there's also we used to we still have uh, public radio, uh, which is has loads of podcasts. And I think that for many people, I know I did. I started listening to the podcast versions of public radio, and that's how I got uh, interested in podcasts and wanted to learn more. So. Uh, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sweden obviously is is a really widespread country, lots mm. of sort of empty empty countryside and not everything concentrated in just one place. Mm. The population density isn't that high, so I was wondering where do you where do people listen? Do you think at home or when they're out for long walks or don't know on a <laughs> long skiing trip in the winter <laughs> <laughs> well of course now we're in the middle of of the covid pandemic so no one is really traveling anywhere uh, but generally if you want to for example when i was a child uh, i live in the southwest of sweden and my grandparents uh, used to live in the sort of mid north and it would take uh, 14 hours uh, by car to drive to them every summer and every christmas so i mean i would certainly have used uh, been very happy about podcasts then so if you live remotely which of course a lot of swedes do and a lot of swedes don't um uh then of course yes podcasts are great you know in the car or uh, on long journeys For me, uh, pre-pandemic, I used to listen to podcasts a lot uh, on my commute, which I think is for a lot of people the place where you listen the most, right? Mm -hmm. And can you name a podcast that is uh, a big hit in Sweden or that you really love that is Swedish? Uh, I can name two. Uh, one of them is one of the public radio programs that they've been going since the 80s, I think. 
Uh, it's called uh, Spa Nana, and it is three people who try to predict the future uh, by looking at oh. signs. And it's not very serious. It's a, it's, it's a very sort of lighthearted, uh, comedic podcast, but they, or radio program that turned into a podcast, and I mainly listen to it in podcast form, as I think most people do uh, at this point in time. But it's been going on since the 80s, and it's, you know, a panel of three people trying to sort of interpret the signs of the day and talk about what that means for the future in a very lighthearted way, which which I love. Uh, and then oh when it, God. yeah, and then we have amazing, uh, loads of amazing sort of comedy podcasts from comedy celebrity comedians and my favorite one is called Schering uh, and Mannheimer which is two Swedish comedians two Swedish female comedians who are very funny and very sort of sharp sometimes which I love oh wow right let's go from Sweden <laughs> all the way back to the Americas uh, Vero I think you can speak almost for two countries so <laughs> yes. the podcasting landscape which one do you know better in the US or in Venezuela as well I mean I would say in the US because I started podcasting here and I think it's well known how many podcasts are <laughs> available here <laughs> in the US is definitely huge uh, and it's really inspiring um, I guess in Venezuela, it's kind of starting to bloom and it's been pretty recently since a lot of people, I was kind of listening to the previous story, um, hearing about celebrities um, taking over. And I think that's something I started to see in Venezuela. A lot of celebrities that actually have become immigrants right now because they had to flee uh, Venezuela. They It's hard to start from zero, right? It's hard to start the same career that you have back home. So they all started their podcasts and they're huge because people were missing them, right? You weren't seeing them in the TV in Venezuela as we used to. Um, so I think it's been a great opportunity to have that podcasting accessibility and, you know, you can be whatever you're at in the world. You just don't need as much equipment and then you can have a podcast and, and speak with the public. So I think it's been really interesting to see Venezuela growing so much in podcasting and then seeing how many options of podcasts we have in the US. I feel like those two different experiences really inspire me to start my own. Is the trend celebrity led in Venezuela? I would say so. Yes, definitely. And it's huge now that you're talking about it. I'm thinking like how big comedy um, com comedy podcasts are. It's pretty amazing. Uh, the majority of the podcasts in Venezuela are from comedians. Um, some of them even started not a comedy show, which is interesting. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts and Defensa Propia. Um, this comedian, she was an actress and a comedian. She started to interview women around the world that had reinvented themselves and that had inspiring stories. Um, so it's interesting that she kind of changed the tone to talk about something a little more serious, but still with her own, you know, personality and, and character. So it is, it is kind of interesting. I think like Venezuelans, we're really, we value comedy a lot and humor, um, in everything we do. So I think it's pretty cool to see that, you know, we can listen to those stories and also have fun. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Yes. And um do you get do you get the feeling that many people are starting their own show? 
Yes, yes, definitely. As I said, Venezuelans that are all spread out in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Sadly, a lot of Venezuelans had, you know, have to leave the country because of political and socioeconomical reasons. And it's really hard to have freedom of speech in Venezuela. So I feel like when people are able to leave the country and they find themselves being able to speak up about different issues and being free to do so, um, that's an amazing thing, right? So I feel like in a way I include myself in that trend for sure. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I, I'm going to come back to this. That's super interesting. <laughs> and Akanksha, what is the situation like in India? You mentioned podcasting is big. What's what's big? What's popular? So in India, the podcasting scenario has picked up quite recently. In fact, I can give a lot of credit to lockdown and pandemic to this because people were inside, they had a lot of emotions, opinions, and that's when they realized that they cannot always be glued to videos. And that's when people started to explore podcast. This is a very recent scenario. Although I'm saying the popularity has picked up, People have been making podcasts for quite some time now. In fact, I clearly remember I started my first podcast in 2017. But at that time, there were not many apps and it was not that easy to distribute. Uh, They were not, you know, the host server was not that easily available. And somehow people had no idea where to listen to the podcasts. Still, it is the scenario here in India that people don't know where to listen to podcasts. So now uh, the popularity is increasing. The major, major uh, genres which are very popular in India are one is comedy. Second, I would say storytelling. And that too, you know, storytelling in the space of uh, kids storytelling. A lot of people have created podcasts uh, in this genre where they tell stories. The other day I was listening to a podcast which was created by three grannies from India and mm-hmm. they uh, create stories for kids in regional languages like Marathi, Hindi, and Kannada. Uh, um, uh, so these are the three regional languages. And with, can I name uh, the, you know, apps which are popular here? Yes, yes, of course, of course. I, I, my audience is language learners. And if people, if you tell people they can have a podcast in Canada and then they don't know how to get access to it, then they're all going to email me. So please, the more you tell me, the better. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so, you know, recently what has happened in India is that st- uh, people have started to understand that uh, how podcast basically works and how easy it is to create your podcast and put your opinion out there in public. So with the launch of Spotify in India and, um, you know, Spotify acquiring Anchor FM in India, mm-hmm. they have been publicizing it, it in a manner where people are getting attracted to it. And that's why, you know, it the, the boom of podcasts has happened in India, especially podcasts. Spotify is also uh, promoting a lot of uh, podcasts in regional languages. That's really interesting. So in India, this is the, the scenario is uh, on a growing phase. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. That's great. So we've got, yeah. And I love that. I love that you're saying Spotify is kind of getting involved in the market because they are such a global player, but even so, it's almost impossible for me to imagine, I'm sitting here in Canterbury in the UK, that out, and Spotify is big in the UK and kind of making 
you know, making moves in, in the market, that they are just as active and just as involved in India. And obviously, Karin, I think you mentioned to me that they are Swedish, (laughs) right? So they really are everywhere. Spotify is the big name and Anchor. I know so many people who started shows because Anchor made it so, so, so easy. Now that brings me to starting podcasts very nicely. I'm so good at transitions. (laughs) So Karin, I'll I'll ask you first, Mm -hmm. what made you decide to start a podcast and what made you decide to do that in Swedish? Right. Well, I actually have two podcasts, but I did start my Swedish one first. My English one came later. Um, but I started a podcast because, like probably like many of us, I'd listen to a lot of podcasts and I love the medium. I love the idea of, you know, coming into the listener's ear and entertaining that very sort of intimacy and yet you can reach a lot of people if, uh, you know, if you're lucky and you get your podcast out there. And also uh, my two co-hosts are two very close friends and we've been friends for probably 20 years or something. Uh, and so I'd been thinking about starting a podcast for a long time. And I've been thinking about these two specific people uh, because I know that, you know, we can be quite entertaining and we have opinions on things, you know. And so. Uh, I was having lunch with one of them and she just sort of out of the blue said, we should start a podcast. And I think it was a joke, but I didn't understand (laughs) that. I was like, yes, we should start a podcast and we should get this, this other person involved and it should be called this and we should start and we should do it. And she was like, oh, oh, okay. I guess we're starting a podcast because somehow I had all this sort of this plan in my head already. I was just waiting for, um, the signal, I guess. So what we do is I, I produce it, I edit it, and I do all the social media and all that stuff. And they just show up and talk. Uh, that's how we divide our the tasks. Um, and we've been going for two years. We started in 2018. Uh, and we're gearing up for our uh, 100th episode uh, in a few weeks. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> and is the podcast for you a business venture, a personal um, a personal project of a labor of love mm. or somewhere in between? Definitely. It's a, it's not a business venture. I make no money from either of my podcasts uh, or whatever I make is from my, um, my audio drama in English where I make uh, Patreon mm. money and, and um, you know, merch sales and stuff like that. But all of that goes straight back into paying actors and making new stuff. So it's not like I get uh, any kind of salary from my podcast. Uh, The Swedish Mm. language podcast is uh, definitely just a passion project. And the reason I chose to do it in Swedish, it's because, you know, it's my language and it's the language I speak with those two friends. And there was never even a question of doing that podcast in any other language, um, because that's the language that we speak, you know? Mm-hmm. Why the English podcast then? Because, well, first of all, if you do a podcast in English, you have a huge potential audience that you do not get access to in Swedish. Mm-hmm. So that is one question or one uh, reason. But the main reason was I was listening. There is very, very little um, audio drama in, in, in Swedish. Uh, there is some, uh, but there is very little. And uh I'd been listening to so much audio drama in English and falling in love with it and starting to voice act myself in English. And uh, it just felt natural for me 
to uh, write it in English and to cast an international cast and to produce it um, in English. So, yeah. Mm. And Vero, what about you? What made you decide to start a show, first of all, and then in, in two languages? Yeah, you know, I was uh, smiling when I was hearing Karen's story because <laughs> it's a little similar. Uh, definitely the love for podcasts. I, I was like listening to so many in the past two <laughs> years. And then one day also, uh, I was talking to my two of my best friends that are also immigrants here. They're both from Venezuela as well. And we all started to develop this amazing idea to have a podcast, the three of us. And it was funny because in that moment, I realized how much I wanted to have a podcast <laughs> and I was like all in. I bought the mic. I figured out how to do everything. I, you know, I kept telling them that we need to meet for, uh, we need to have this meeting. We need to discuss the topics. And, you know, they, I felt like for them, it was more like an idea of the moment when we were talking uh, and it sounded like something interesting to them, but they weren't as passionate as I was. Um, and they slowly started to be like, no, I can't meet. Sorry, I'm busy. And I was like, I need to create a podcast. Um, so it was kind of funny to, to find myself really passionate about something that wasn't work and that was really just a project, right? I feel like I've never had that before in my life. Um, so I remember when like, I kind of decided to, you know what, I maybe need to pause this idea with them and I really need to create the podcast I want to create, right? Like I need to put all of this energy I'm investing in, into this. And, and that's where the idea of immigration came. And I remember talking to them, kind of like almost asking them for permission, like, hey guys, you know, um, I realized that we're kind of busy and we can never meet. So I think I'm going to go ahead and start this <laughs> this project I have and they were super supportive and and that's kind of how it started like really um I felt I was talking to you before about how much I was inspired yes by my dad's own immigration when we were in Venezuela and then I realized that here in the U.S. a lot of my what really helped me the most during my it's been seven years since I moved here um, has been talking to other friends and having talking to other immigrants uh, because we can really feel alone in this process. It can mm -hmm. be really hard. So I was like, you know, every time I get together with my friends and I hear what they have been doing and I hear what helps them, I feel better. So why not to create a space where we can all, you know, listen to different stories, whatever we're at and feel supported and feel that we're not alone. So that's kind of how the idea came to life. Mm. So I have to get some clarity in my mind. The Karin's podcast is a co-hosted show where you always get together with similar people, with the same people, really. Yeah. You've got co-hosts. And Vero, your show mm -hmm. started as a co-hosted show and <laughs> now it's... What what's it like now? Yes, no. So he didn't start as a co-host. I guess the co-host ah. was the. I was just sharing how did I come up with the idea to have a podcast. Um, I wanted to have a different topic, a different podcast with my friends, and that one didn't happen. So I created Modern Immigrant by myself because I realized that I really wanted to have a podcast. So I'm the host, and I interview different immigrants and different in each episode i understand i understand mm -hmm. and hence you take the cue for whether it's in english or in spanish from yeah. your guest mm -hmm. yes i do and what's interesting is that i'm starting to realize that a lot of people that 
um, a lot of my listeners that are Spanish-speaking listeners are really interested in the English episodes and, and vice versa because they're trying to learn the opposite language. So I think it's been pretty cool to, you know, give both English speakers and Spanish speakers the opportunity to practice their listening um, mm -hmm. with the different, each week, different story. That sounds like something I know from my own show as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Even um, being a show for language learners, I've now and then when I've got a guest and I actually understand and speak the language that they're speaking. Um, so I speak English, German and French and Welsh, but I haven't dared myself to do Welsh yet. That's, that's coming. And um, I will sometimes allow... A, a part of the conversation to switch into the other language so that we've got a bilingual episode and we just pretty much switch unexpectedly um, more yeah, or I love less, that. and yeah. then back to English <laughs> but no one ever complains people mm -hmm. really like it because yeah. I always say the point of learning a language is that you kind of don't understand some stuff mm. and that's part of the part of the party I guess <laughs> I love that yeah I, I discovered that through the journey right like it wasn't my main goal but I have been seeing that that's a pretty cool idea as well mm. well mm -hmm. it's something that almost naturally happens <laughs> in the Hindi English mix is that right Akasha well uh, yes to some extent mm -hmm. it, it does happens uh, but uh, Still in India, uh, most of the podcasters either they are podcast podcasting in English mm -hmm. because there is also a perception in India that if it is English, it is upmarket, it is posh, mm -hmm. and I am not of that um, school of uh, you know thought of schools because uh, I'm very clear that I can express myself in my primary language in my mother tongue. And language is just a medium. If the thoughts, mm -hmm. the quality of thoughts or the conversation is not interesting, no matter which language it is, it will not, you know, strike that chord or you will never feel like, oh, it is something I need to listen to. So, yes. What made you decide to start your show? Well, you know... Partly I have already uh, answered that, but let me just take you back in 2017. Uh, before that, you know, I used to do storytelling for kids in since uh, 2014. Initially, I used to do live uh, going to schools along with my full-time job. And as a part-time uh, project, I was doing storytelling for kids. And I realized I really, really enjoy doing that. Considering I've got little theater background, I've got over-modulated voice, and, you know, I can make nice expressions. So I enjoyed that. Then later on, I realized that because of my full-time job and my daughter, I cannot do two jobs. I cannot go to schools live and doing storytelling. So I thought, let me put it across as audio storytelling. And uh, that's when I decided to start my podcast in 2017. But as I said, at that time, you know, there was not much awareness about what is podcast host, how to distribute it, how to make people listen to them, you know. So eventually after just six months, it just, you know, <laughs> died on its own. Like I just stopped making it. There was no enthusiasm <laughs> because I had no response from people. Rather, I used to make some, I used to send similar audio stories as WhatsApp uh, files to a lot of mothers and I used to get a very good response 
So I thought wow. we just um, you know <laughs> keep doing that as a as a WhatsApp storytelling thing. Then uh, you know things were happening at my personal level, professional level, and again in this year. um when the pandemic happened and uh, i was working from home and then i lost my job and eventually i got a lot of freelancing work and that's when i realized that now it is the time to actually create a better version of me because i am getting substantial income which is good enough to have a decent life for my daughter and myself and the rest of the time i can utilize to do the things that i always wanted to do and podcast was one of them and that's how i started my podcast mm and yeah there is one more thing like we we all were talking about co-host or you know frequently having guests on your show i was very clear that i want to do a single host podcast and my podcast is going to be a very very theater uh you know theater theatrical kind of storytelling kind of wherein i will be reading out something some story which would sound like that as if as if i'm you know sharing my diary with you so i was very clear about that although now i i think of taking some guest on you know as as an opinion maker or as an expert if there is a requirement in the episode but i don't want to make it a co-host or uh, you know a podcast where i'm interviewing people because i come with a radio am i going on and on because um because i come with a radio background and where i have noticed that if it is a a, a dual jock show if it is a dual radio jockey show what happens is that the two radio hosts get so involved in their in-house jokes or in the, their in-house conversation so the audience sometimes feel very disconnected So that is how I decided that I want to keep it single host show. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm that makes sense and I love what the theme that I'm seeing from all three of you and actually all four of us is we could almost hear our shows in our heads before before we ever recorded an episode. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah that's yes. that's true. Yes. That's that. how I feel as well. And also like Vero and Karen you both mentioned that you kind of knew what you wanted to do mm. and you were just waiting for the right moment so for in your cases it's waiting for somebody to say yeah all right okay <laughs> and even if you're the driver right they're not doing anything they're not turning off <laughs> and there you are going no 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 i'm making a podcast yeah <laughs> and for you akanksha it's a you know it was financial stability and then saying okay right no this is what i really wanted to do and it's finally coming out and blooming so i'm just so excited to to have this here this is great Now let me keep it linguistic for a minute. Um I'm very curious about this one. You all don't podcast in English. We've covered that a little bit. And I'll I'll start with you Vero, let's say. What do you see as the best thing about podcasting in Spanish? I think this is a very personal um you know response because I think I mentioned it to you when we chatted the first time. I It was a hard decision to me to to do a podcast in both English and Spanish. I kind of always felt like it was going to make more sense to just keep it in English, right? I felt like it was going to be easier. Um I felt like a lot of people were going to be able to understand. I felt like as Karen mentioned, you know, there's a potential 
a more, I don't know, broad audience if I do English. But I also feel like if I wanted to be talking about immigration from my own experience and a lot of immigrants that I know are Spanish speakers that are, you know, around the world, I felt like I needed to use Spanish, even though that was going to mean more work, even though that was going to mean maybe not having as many listeners uh, in one week or so. But I also felt like it was, you know, it was a need to preserve my, my own language and to connect with the ones that can understand me. So I felt like it was really personal because maybe it didn't make as much sense from, a, I don't know, business standpoint. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really, and it is important. And I think it's it's what's helping me connect with even more people, right? Like I felt it was going to be a thing that was going to put some people away, but it's actually bringing more listeners and more, more audience because I have the two options. Mm. And do you find that your listeners are mostly connecting from... Venezuela or that they are from the Venezuela oh god Venezuelan diaspora is what I'm trying to say so people from Venezuela who have moved uh, to other countries or is mm-hmm. it the Spanish speaking world that connects oh, yeah I think it's like a 50-50 right like I think there's definitely a huge um, amount of people that are Spanish speakers a lot of other Latinos but also Venezuelans that are abroad, for sure. I don't have that many listeners that are currently in Venezuela because of the diaspora. So um, yeah, I would say it's 50-50. I'm actually connecting with a lot of other people that are not from Venezuela, which I think it's been an amazing part and also a, a fan funding that I didn't know I was going to find <laughs> uh, while doing the podcast, just the connection piece. It's been amazing. How do people react when you tell them that you've got, you host the Modern Immigrant Podcast? Ah, uh, you know, I'm very shy to, to talk about it with, with people I mean. Um, it's like I have my own, you know, podcast personality. And when I'm outside the podcast personality, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast, but I don't like to talk about it that much. It's it's weird. Um, but people, I mean, usually they're very interested in it. And they said it's, it's a, you know, they say it's a great idea, especially what we're going through here in the U.S. with all the immigration policies and it's just crazy right now. So I think people really connect and, and it's cool to see that even non-immigrants want to listen and want to learn from these stories. I think that's, to me, that's huge. Mm. And there's something, so what you're saying is there's something personal, there's some kind of magic about doing it in Spanish in your own language, but it's also something for the people who are listening, they feel closer to what you're saying because it is in Spanish as well. Yeah, and I don't know if the other podcasters can relate to this, but to me, sometimes it's easier to express certain feelings and emotions and experiences through my own language. Um, so I'm really glad that I am doing it in Spanish because I can, you know, I can open up about things that might be hard to speak using English, you know, at least in my case, I feel like it's been as you're saying, it's, it's, it's been important to me to keep, to keep my language. Mm. What about Hindi and English, Akanksha? Do you feel a similar connection? Well, I do not know why it is called Indian English. <laughs> oh no, Hindi and English. Uh, okay, Hindi and English. So a similar connection as in, uh, because, you know, in India, 
if right now I'm in the south part of the country, because in India, it's North India and South India, and there is very clear demarcation. So a lot of South Indians like to speak their native language, be it be Kannada, Malayalam, Tamil, Telugu, okay? And they generally do not like talking in English. They like to first, their first preference is to talk in uh, their native language. Second is English and Hindi is no, not really. But since podcast is, it's, it's kind of a global thing and uh, everybody listens to that. My primary language is Hindi. In India, um, people are very, very connected to, to their uh, mother tongue. That's why I very specifically said that uh, they call it mother tongue. They associate emotions with language. And uh, if I talk about my perspective... I am quite, quite an emotional, intelligent person, so <laughs> I can see the language as language. But yes, uh, um, I cannot very clearly give you stats on Hindi and English, but I can give mm-hmm. you start give you a perspective on native language and English. People give very, uh, you know, good importance to their primary language, their mother tongue. And yes, English is very widely accepted, and it is considered as. Uh, as something which is very essential that most of the parents want their kids to learn. Mm. I hope I'm able to answer you what what you wanted. So in India, there's certainly a prestige associated with English in particular. Uh, not exactly in South India, but in North India, yes, very much. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I'm in all humiliation and with with all modesty, I'm saying, but that is a very sad state of affairs. That. Uh, why do they associate prestige with any language you know this creates a lot of pressure on kids because in india what happens is that uh, majorly uh, kids are supposed to study in an english medium school that's the Mm -hmm. code that's which is used here so they need to learn everything in english their mother tongue and third language so third language Mm -hmm. after fifth or sixth Kids are supposed to take any third language. It can be any any third language across globe. So wow, as as such, you know, kids uh, can learn as many as languages as possible. But if we impose our thoughts on them that you know knowing English is is kind of a prestige, then that is a wrong thing. That's what I believe. So I never made my daughter you know, to talk in English and to say things specifically in English. I always gave her a comfort zone saying that Hindi is our primary language. Talk to me in Hindi. English, eventually you will learn. Just studying, eventually you will learn because she's studying in English medium. So that she will learn eventually, Mm. isn't it? Yes, that de- I mean definitely, and um, f- I don't know. I've I've only traveled to India as a, a tourist, an outsider, mm. but most certainly the the amount of English that is used in day to day life, funnily enough, in Swedish as well, <laughs> in Sweden as well, even in Germany where I'm from, it's just English is everywhere in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, a follow up question then, as a podcaster who podcasts in Hindi, how do you feel about that? What is the best thing about it? Okay, um, you know, as an MC or stage anchor, even when I'm hosting or emceeing any event which is supposed to be uh, hosted in absolute English, there are certain portions or lines which I always say in Hindi. And uh, the gist of that I say is that there are certain things, words and lines and emotions and expressions 
which you always feel when you express them in your mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is also said that when you're very angry, you always use your mother tongue. <laughs> because that's when you are depicting somehow your real emotions. Or when you feel really, really happy, or if you feel really emotional, you always think in your mother tongue. And that's what mm-hmm. happens with me as well. Although I've studied in any English medium school, <laughs> because my parents also wanted me to talk English. But after a certain age, I realized that nobody can take away my primary language because uh, that's the language I used to talk with my grandmother, with my parents, with my brother and sister. That's the language that we use at home. It is. It gives me a sense of pride and it helps me express my emotions somehow very deeply. But that's why I thought I was very, very clear that I want to do it in Hindi and of course English mix because uh, nowadays, you know, nobody speaks like very pure Hindi. Everybody speaks a mix of Hindi and certain words of English here and there. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, every time I've heard Hindi, every now and then there's been the English word in there mm. and it makes you listen up if you only understand one of them, <laughs> for sure. So there's emotional clarity, emotional power to to connecting to your native or to your mother, to your mother tongue for you. Uh, Karin, what about you? Podcasting in Swedish, what's the best thing about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been listening really fascinated to uh, your answers uh, and I think it's a little bit different for me because I've been bilingual Swedish and English since I was a teenager and I've kept mm-hmm. it up and it's and I've lived in sort of uh, various places and I think for me English is also an emotional language is also I I I can go either way when I'm angry you know um so <laughs> so it it's a little bit different because I don't have that specific emotional connection to Swedish I think However, if you'd, I mean, I podcast with uh, two other people, and if you'd ask them, one of them would have said uh, that she wouldn't be, she wouldn't be comfortable uh, podcasting in English. She speaks really good English, but it wouldn't be comfortable for her to discuss and be, uh, you know, animated and have opinions and uh, all that, all the all that analysis and 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 silly jokes that we do. That would not be comfortable for her uh, in 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 English. So. Uh, and I, I, and I think that is really the case for a lot of people. So what I think is, I mean, if we're talking about the languages that are sort of on the, on the board here with the four of us, Swedish is definitely the smallest language. I mean, it's tiny compared to, uh, both Spanish and Hindi, uh, and English, of course, and German for that matter. Um, so it is a real issue or issue. It is a real sort of question to consider that Swedish is so small and that you have such a small potential audience. On the other hand, Swedes are extremely uh, podcast aware and listen to a lot of podcasts, which, you know, is not the case everywhere. Um, so I think it's, I think it's, it's both. Uh, there is for, uh, if I speak Swedish into a Swedish listener's ear, then I believe that I will probably connect better with that listener than if I was speaking English to that person uh mm-hmm. probably um but for me i don't really have that uh, lovely emotional connection that you uh describe to your uh, mother tongues uh since i've sort of uh i i i've been bilingual for so long that 
it's both for me. Mm. You all are making me reflect on on my own use of language, <laughs> and I'm I am I live my life mostly through English, but I moved to the UK when I was twenty, and I would say now I would feel self conscious about my German. Mm. And I think it would go away after a little while, but at first it's almost too close. So the English, having slightly less of a connection to to English, to my, like the root emotion or like my mm. childhood, etc. I almost feel like it's a safety zone and I feel mm. more comfortable in English. So I commend, I really applaud you, all of you for <laughs> podcasting in your, in your native language, because I think you're giving an extra piece of yourselves. And that is incredibly impressive. Now, I'm going to open the floor and ask one last question, which is, can you imagine someone listening to your show because they are learning your language? And if they were to do that, would you have any tips for them? Vero, I'll start with you. And I bet I've got listeners jumping in their seats because Spanish is widely learned in my listenership for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's a great question because uh, I think if people want to listen to a language, what have been really helpful to me has been listening, right? Like if you want to learn a language, you really need to practice the listening as much as you can before you start speaking that language and that really helped me with English and I hope that if people can you know come to check out modern immigrant um, Spanish episodes they can find that you know where I'm speaking with other Spanish speakers so the conversation can be fast we can use slang we can talk about you know, different words, um, just acknowledge that these are people from different countries that speak Spanish, so everyone has their own Spanish accent. So I think it's going to be like a great opportunity to create like a wide variety versus, you know, just sticking with one Spanish um, type, if you can say types, but, you know, with one Spanish um, language. And, and yeah, just get like a lot of different uh, styles. And I, in terms of tips, I guess just listen and just like trying to listen without feeling that you need to understand everything. I think that's a huge tip that helped me. I remember I started watching movies and TV shows in English uh, when I was a teenager and I try to like, just watch it. Just try to enjoy it. Try to watch it. Don't get stuck into each word because you're never going to reach that point where you understand everything right when you're learning um so just kind of try to listen get the whole idea maybe if you can summarize what you just listen in a few words in a sentence i will call it a win and and then you can go from there oh my god you're doing my job for me. this is brilliant <laughs> Yes, great <laughs> advice. Great advice for all language learners. And certainly check out Modern Immigrant, my <laughs> Spanish learning listeners. Now, if you are a Hindi learning listener and Akanksha, believe me, they do exist <laughs> all around the world. And even the the native, the smaller, well, I call them smaller, the less known outside of India, Indian languages such as Malayalam, for example. Uh, what can you imagine someone listening to your show because they want to learn your language? And would you have a tip for them? Well, I'll be very honest here. If you're looking for something from the perspective of language, then uh, my podcast can offer you very less because it's a mix <laughs> of Hindi and English. But if you're 
if you want to listen something from the perspective uh, from Indian culture, Indian mentality, uh, Indian thought process, and then your secondary choice is Hindi language, then my podcast can offer you a lot of things because it's a journey of a girl or a female, how she is expressing that what actually, uh, you know, life of still a modern Indian woman, you know, how a modern Indian woman projects herself or the struggles that a modern Indian woman goes through, that you can understand. And yes, uh, Hindi, not I would not exactly recommend that as a language podcast, but yes, from a culture point of view, yes, it, it has got something to offer. Mm-hmm. And often from what I have found in my own language learning, the more I find something in that language that I really want to know about and that makes me curious mm-hmm. and that I want to relate to, the easier it becomes to motivate myself to learn vocabulary or think about grammar or try and figure it all out. So I think if you have an interesting story and you clearly have a passion for story, you you are bringing people in through that. Like, I want to know about your life now, so I need to start learning Hindi really soon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you can take my help. Let me know. I'm always there. <laughs> oh, my God. Exciting. Exci- don't even say that. Like, I'm going to... Oh, no. My list of languages is so long. Hindi has just been added. Oh, my God. I have a problem. <laughs> Carrie, uh, can you imagine someone listening to your show because they want to learn Swedish? I actually have someone uh, tell me that they do that. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I think uh, because I, what I do uh, language learning wise is I listen to uh, both some French podcasts because I speak uh, quite good French. Sometimes it's fluent, sometimes it's not quite. Um, And I also listen to Danish and Norwegian podcasts because uh, as a Swedish speaker, I understand Danish and Norwegian, but sometimes uh, it's a little tough to uh, to get all of the meaning, so I need to to keep that up. So what I would say, just as a tip, if you were interested in learning Swedish and you wa- and you were interested in pop in pop culture and literature, and friends uh, sort of uh, making jokes, uh, then yes, of course, listen to my podcast. But I would say it would be a good idea to know a little Swedish first, because otherwise you're just going to be lost. So from my own sort of um, language learning podcast listening perspective, I would say you you need to have some sort of level because you're going to, otherwise you're just going to be washed over with loads of language and you can't even grasp one word. Uh, So that would be my tip Mm -hmm. from my perspective. But maybe there are ways of doing that and uh, learning the language anyway. Oh, excellent. This is such good common sense (laughs) stuff. Really fantastic. So... Find something that you can relate to, that Mm. you are interested in. Don't stress if you don't understand every single word and come to the podcast with a little bit of basic and take it from there and just see how it develops. To all three of you, first of all, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me (laughs) for an hour. Now, if I can challenge you, perhaps, to tell us in your language where people can find you online and where they can find more podcasts in your language. Is that doable? (laughs) Absolutely. Yay! Okay. Uh, I'll start with Karin then. 
Okej, okay, switching over. Ja, du kan hitta det nya svarta på detnyasvarta.podbean.com Podbean stavas P-O-D-B-E-A-N Och eh, hitta poddar på svenska, det tror jag alla svenska lyssnare vet hur man gör. Men ett tips är eh, Sveriges Radio. Så sr.se, de har också en app. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Tack. See, I can nice. just about follow the Spanish and the Swedish. In Hindi, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be lost as, and I'm looking forward to it. So, Akanksha, please, in Hindi, where can people find out more about your show, and where can they find more Hindi podcasts? Absolutely. Namaste. Mera naam Akanksha hai. Mera podcast hai Better Version with Me. क्योंकि ये अंग्रेजी में है आप इसे आसानी से किसी भी पॉडकास्ट डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन ऐप पर देख सकते हैं सुन सकते हैं स्पॉटिफाई गूगल पॉडकास्ट इसके अलावा इंडिया में बहुत सारे ऐसे प्लेटफॉर्म हैं जहां पर मेरा पॉडकास्ट अवेलेबल है स्पॉटिफाई सबसे आसान है इंस्टाग्राम पर भी मेरा अकाउंट अवेलेबल है अगेन एट द वहां पर मैं मेरे पॉडकास्ट के कुछ छोटे छोटे टीजर्स आपके लिए जरूर से पोस्ट करती हूं तो वो भी आप सुन सकते हैं मेरा पॉडकास्ट जिस तरह से अभी मैंने आपसे बात की है काफी सारी हिंदी और थोड़ी सी इंग्लिश मिक्स होता है जिस तरह से इंडिया में यानी कि भारत में अक्सर लोग बात करते हैं शुक्रिया <laughs> you all can't see the massive smile I have on my face. This uh. is this is my heaven. This is great. <laughs> And Vero, en español, por favor. Okay, si quieren chequear el podcast de Modern Immigrant, pueden ir a la página web modernimmigrant.net y también pueden chequear nuestro Instagram, es arroba modernimmigrant. Está disponible en todos lados, está disponible en Spotify, en Apple Podcasts, en Google Podcasts, de verdad, donde lo busquen lo van a encontrar. So, estoy súper, súper, súper activa en Instagram, así que estoy compartiendo no solo las historias de inmigración que tengo en el podcast, pero también comparto mi historia de inmigración, algunos retos, algunas tips también para todos los inmigrantes que nos escuchan. Y si quieren escuchar otros podcasts en español, creo que el mejor lugar es ir a Spotify y ellos tienen como diferentes secciones o carpetas de podcast y pueden buscar podcasts en español, podcasts latinos, podcasts en diferentes países. Así que nada, espero que lo disfruten. Thank you. <laughs> Gracias, Jack. Thank you so much to this all awesome. three of you. <laughs> uh, now, in case anybody is listening to this and has no clue who I am, my name is Kirsten. My podcast is called The Fluent Show. We're all crazy about languages at The Fluent Show. And that is at www.fluent.show. And of course, like all these three ladies told us already in all the languages we're all on spotify <laughs> we're on google podcasts we're on apple wherever you find good podcasts thank you all so much this was an absolute delight and i'm signing off and the way i always sign off on the fluent show is i say it's goodbye from me goodbye and then my guest gets to say goodbye in their language so in the order <laughs> that i'm seeing you i've got karin vero and akanksha Everybody, it is goodbye from me. Goodbye and goodbye from Karin Heimdall. Hey do. <laughs> goodbye from Vera Wall. Ciao. And goodbye from Akanksha Saxena. Namaste. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Kerstin, for getting us all together. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 
Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the show by leaving a review in your podcast app or even becoming a member of our Patreon community where our supporter perks include a secret feed full of added show notes and a VIP option where you can get priority answers to your listener questions on the podcast. Don't forget that you can send us your language questions and feedback to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show or Instagram hashtag The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you and read every message and review. See you next week.